Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. Now you know, yeah. you you told me what, that you were uh, going to wear a helmet if you ever go. Yeah, if I were to go back on it, I would wear a helmet mm-hmm. and then also need a splash guard for the kayak and probably a little bit more experience. Well, <laughs> you just got some, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, guys, welcome back. Welcome back. I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany, and this is Standing BTS. Yes. Yeah, welcome to another wonderful episode where we get to hang out for about an hour and just talk about BTS. Uh, It's a lot of fun, and we have some great times together, but we also have a disclaimer. This is a comedy kind of fangirl podcast. We're going to fangirl like crazy. We're going to laugh about things that BTS does, um, but we're also going to learn a little bit along the way. Yep, that's right. This is an explicit podcast, though. So if you aren't cool with that, you can dip out now. We won't blame you. Totally. But if you're down for some, I don't care what I have to do. Next year, I am fucking going to muster. Or I totally second that, but I seriously haven't a clue how to even get tickets for muster. Me neither. But like... Like where? They never... Do they announce it? Like where? I don't know. Uh, honestly probably on like the big hit official twitter you know like they're always tweeting out links like yeah. every single day that we never click on i'm sure mm-hmm. somewhere in there um yeah. <laughs> but okay so in today's episode we are going to uh talk about festa 2019 uh we're just gonna kind of hit some of our favorite moments from some of the content that was so graciously given to us by bts during that time Mm -hmm. Uh, but before we get into it we have to thank you wonderful amazing armies for being here and for supporting us if you are a fan of this show and you want to show your support for us you can do that by telling people about us or by writing a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or really wherever you listen. And if you want to go above and beyond and show us extra support, you can do that by donating monthly to our Patreon at patreon.com slash standingbts. Or if you'd like, you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standingbtspodcast. Your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out weekly episodes. Any type of support from you guys is super appreciated. We're just glad you all are here listening. Yes, we love you guys so much. Okay, so let's talk about our content of the week. Um, Mm -hmm. We have actually quite a few this week. Um, The first one, obviously, just as St. Louis natives, we Mm -hmm. need to talk about. Bethany, I feel like you should say it. Yeah, we have to talk about how 
the St. Louis Blues, the NHL team, Mm -hmm. finally, finally won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, they won the Stanley Cup. Super cool. It's just (laughs) so, so cool because it's been like 50-something years that they've been playing and they've never won the cup. And this is what's so frustrating about the Blues, but also kind of what has made this even more incredible is that they consistently make it into the playoffs consistently and they do well in like just the regular season but they never fail to disappoint come playoff time yeah. where they make it to like the first round maybe the second round of playoffs and they just choke and yeah. they never go any farther than that but however this year, this year was very different <laughs> they were last place they were last place and I think it's because I moved away I do <laughs> because January, I believe it was like January 13th that the Blues like turned around. They just completely changed. They were last and then they like got Bennington and they got a new coach. I don't know. They like figured shit out and then they ended up going from last place to winning the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Oh man. And St. Louis has just been crazy so excited yeah. crazy have it's just one big party in st louis there was which a, i could be there <laughs> i don't know if you saw there was a, a facebook event going around uh before the last game of the stanley cup final saying like if the blues win the stanley cup like this is an event to go push the arch into the missouri river just like <laughs> in excitement so there was like people like uh, lined up at the base of this of the massive arch like pushing oh, really? on it at, like <laughs> yeah oh that's so funny yeah but uh super super cool that they that they won mm-hmm. and of course as st louisans we just had to share yeah, and when they won, we I think you had texted me content of the week. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Yeah. Um, so if this is your first episode that you're ever listening to, we do not get this off topic normally at the beginning, no. but we just had to share. Um, so another content of the week, obviously, are the two new songs that we got in uh, anticipation for BTS's new mobile app, BTS World, that's going to come out, I think, on the 26th. And it's like where Mm -hmm. players will get to kind of act as BTS managers. So we got two songs. We got Dream Glow and A Brand New Day. And wow, both of these songs are just so great and super fun and catchy and Mm -hmm. uh, I just love listening to them so Mm -hmm. obviously Mm -hmm. had to talk about yeah the the chorus of dream glow for me and just the overall kind of sound of dream glow is I just love it I really love it Uh, yeah uh, yes yeah Yeah. Jimin's voice man can't Mm -hmm. get over yeah and then a brand new day I For the past couple days, (laughs) for the past couple days, I have listened to A Brand New Day on repeat to and from my uh, commute to work. Mm -hmm. And it's just, to me, it's like a poolside song. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to be out relaxing, poolside, summer, summertime. For Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. 
the other things that happened this week uh, is Muster, obviously. And they had two shows in Busan. Very cool. We saw a lot of really cool clips from those shows. Um, and mm-hmm. I really want to figure out how to go now because there was definitely international fans there. And damn, it looked so amazing. And the set list was incredible because they sang like all the songs that we always want to hear. But of course, they're never going to perform at like mm-hmm. a concert, you know, like mm-hmm. Pluto and fucking Dimple. Dimple, oh my god. The choreography for Dimple. Incredible. Ugh. So sexy. <laughs> so sexy. So I mean, um, I don't know what we're talking yeah. about yet next week, but maybe it might have to be muster because like some yeah. of those videos just wow. Wow. We're also at like two hundred and ninety-three or something reviews on <sighs> iTunes. So we're getting close sure. to a bonus episode. Yeah. And now doesn't life seem just like a roller coaster right now? Yeah. To me, it's everything been crazy. is insane. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but for this week's episode, we have to talk about Festa because yes. there were so many things that happened for Festa and I feel super spoiled as as an army because we've gotten a lot i think like you know when we first joined the fandom like we were so surprised at how much content there was and then we kind of caught up and we were just kind of like you know we're we were clamoring for more as we caught up on the history of them Mm -hmm. and So it's really nice to get like a new shit every day, like totally, completely spoiled by them because it's like, oh my God, it's everything new again. Mm -hmm. So much content. So much. (laughs) So what we're going to cover in this episode is we'll first talk over our thoughts on this night or tonight or I don't know. I've seen multiple titles for Jen's song that he released We'll also talk about Euphoria, Euphoria, the piano version. We will also have fangirling moments as we touch on our top three favorite moments from the dance practice videos that were released. Mm -hmm. And then we'll finish up by talking about Bantan Attic, the video that they released with all of the BTS members like they do every year for Festa. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's get into This Night by Jen. So I want to start by just talking about like the sound and the vibe. Like to me, what I thought about when I was listening is kind of like some like soft rock vibes, definitely some like pop vibes, but also some like R&B vibes with some of like the beat in the background and like the vocal Mm -hmm. melody, like the runs that he gets. Um, But it's all blended with like some soft acoustic guitar and some piano Mm -hmm. kind of in the background. Mm -hmm. And I also want to point out that you can definitely hear some Adora in the background, just providing some like little Oz floating over the top of Jin's beautiful melody and just love it. I noticed it, had to point it out. It's so great how much they are bringing her vocals into BTS music now. And even songs that are composed and written by individual members. Like Jin, this was his first song that he truly wrote and did on his own. Yeah. Not completely on his own, but you know, like it's his song. And the fact that Adora is on it, which is, ah, 
great. And she adds, I mean, she just adds so much. And anyways, to me in general, the whole song is just beautiful. It's totally soft jams that could be played repeatedly without becoming old. Um, and mm-hmm. it just, it, to me, it also truly sounds like it's right out of a K drama. Like mm. I'm it sure, does. doesn't it? Uh-huh. It's yeah, like, it's played in the scene where like they're looking across the street at each other, like longingly. They've just said goodbye, and they like just keep. It's very like one shot of her, one shot of him, or like mm-hmm. I think I'm sure this could be like inserted somewhere during the plot line of Secretary Kim, like. I yeah, just, yeah. Right. It speak it has a romantic dramatic feel to it. Mm, and what I think contributes to that is that the build of the song is really powerful. Uh that's my favorite thing about this song. Well, actually there's one other thing that is like my favorite, which we'll get to. But <laughs> the song it starts off with like that acoustic guitar like you were saying, which is very Jen style. Jen plays guitar and has learned guitar. I think that Uh, had a major factor in how this song started but there's this smooth transition where like you were saying they bring more beats and kind of synthesize instruments into it and it gives it a little bit of an edge like to me not to compare it to other songs but like awake and epiphany have a lot of build and they're very emotional but this one had that little bit of poppy edge to it yep which i thought was i i really loved that because it makes this, you know, the song more of a, you know, you don't have to get in your feels every time you listen to it. Like there's right. this ease to it too. Something different for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But my favorite part of the song is actually the end where his voice becomes more muffled and the instrumental softens and it gives it a very vintage, romantic, pure atmosphere to the song and I really do love it Mm -hmm. and this was his first song that he's written I'm super proud of him I'm really glad that he did it because it's just fed us all so much like we've it just makes me happy that he too enjoys writing and making his own music yeah and like that's it's hard to do it's hard so hard so I mean the point that I want to make about him writing this song is He said that the song was written for his pets and like everybody, I mean, I didn't say anything because everybody was like, oh my God, it's so sweet. He wrote this for his pets. And if that's true, like he's the only 26 year old man (laughs) to ever write a love song about his pets. Like, I'm sorry. And this is probably going to be controversial and somebody's going to be mad at me for saying it. But like, I cannot believe that like this the only inspiration for this song is his pets like go look at the lyrics and tell me it's about missing your pets or like Mm -hmm. like to me it really seems like it's about like somebody else like another person love like a significant other or like like saying goodbye Mm -hmm. before going on tour like spending one last night romance and Mm -hmm. you know like one last night together and living in this sad uncertainty mm-hmm. of like when their next night together will be. And like, yeah. I just can't, I can't, I can't be like, Oh, it's just about pets. Like I, maybe it's just me wanting it to be deeper than that or like wanting mm-hmm. more for, for him than, you know, this beautiful yeah. song just being written about pets, but yeah, my own little thing. Well, we just, want, we, we want all of BTS to have love. And be loved and have a significant other, because uh, they all deserve it. And and I feel that 
yeah, they all love each other and they have each other, but I imagine how hard it would be to not have like someone that you love in that way. Dude, at the end of the day, like that's all most people want. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody just, you just want that one other person to share everything Mm -hmm. with, you know, to share life Mm -hmm. with. And like, Mm -hmm. you can't honestly expect to these people to put that aside like Mm -hmm. completely that's it's just not it's just not fair yeah yeah I'm on board with you okay (laughs) thank you Uh uh-huh yeah uh so let's uh let's move on to talking about the euphoria piano version um this is a piano arrangement of the song that we already love And this was released on YouTube as like a video that they had the song playing in the background and then they had like compilation clips of Jungkook being shown on the like for the video. This Um, was so unexpected. Yeah. When they released this, I was like, what? Why is everyone loving on Jungkook right now? Just because I got on social media and Mm -hmm. I hadn't seen that it had been released. But everyone was like, are Euphoria? And like posting (laughs) pictures of Jungkook. I'm like, like, what? What?" You know, I got to look up hashtags or something. Like, what's going on? Like, did something (laughs) happen to him? And then I saw that they had released this Euphoria piano version where all of the members collected these short little videos over mm-hmm. the years of Jungkook and oh mm. oh man so, so cute mm-hmm. so like honestly I think of like when I think of all of the vocal line intros I listen to Euphoria the least amount and maybe that's because it was like released so randomly we had that weird like is this the wonder era like they changed their twitter background to be like wonder Mm -hmm. and gray and they released this song and then they like moved on and it was on answer but i feel like on answer maybe it was kind of overshadowed by the trivias or at least like for us that's what we talked about a lot was the trivias so just like having this other arrangement of the song come out was a nice reminder to me like how amazing this song really is and like Mm -hmm. the freshness of his voice in this piano version like more broken down reminded me about how like he sounded at the concert so it was really Mm -hmm. nice and like if you guys don't get to see them in concert and you want like a you know a song that's comparable then listen to this version because like it was really so close yeah the track is definitely less edited Mm -hmm. than the the official euphoria that was like released on on album yeah and that that rawness that freshness i like how you said that uh it it really does give you a different feel for the euphoria, but it, it it's the same that it still gives you that kind of blissful feeling when you listen. But yeah, it's somehow prettier, this version. Mm-hmm. It's to me, it's somehow prettier. It, uh, I don't know and, why, but it seems like a little bit more like relatable, like being mm-hmm. more like broken down and more raw. It just makes him mm-hmm. seem more, more real. And, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I get that. The difference in instrumental too, I think, uh, I just, I just really love the, the piano and then you hear like occasional string instruments. So it's not as synthesized, not as much production that really had gone into it. You know, it's just a little bit more simplistic. Yeah. Maybe that's why it's more relatable. Maybe. Uh, 
Um, I also think it's relatable because of the video that accompanies it. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> we talked about these clips kind of, but like, um, obviously, like you said, these clips were all thing like things that were taken by the other members of BTS. And I feel like we, you and I spend a lot of time talking about how much Jungkook loves his youngs because they've always been there for him, like since his childhood. But I think that this compilation video beautifully demonstrates how much his youngs love him too. And mm-hmm. they like, they captured all of these moments of him randomly. Like they probably didn't like think that they were ever going to put them anywhere. You know, no, they no. probably didn't know that they would be used for something like this. They're mm-hmm. just like special Jungkook moments that they personally love. And then they mm-hmm. shared it with us, which I just think is so special. Oh, it is so special. And I don't know whose idea this was, but it's just, it was so sweet. And like I said, it was unexpected when it was released. So I just, I would love to see what Jungkook's reaction was to, to, to seeing this, this compilation of yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I love how during the video, there's moments where the song Euphoria softens because some of the footage uh, has has him talking or his youngs talking, and so they'll soften the audio of of Euphoria so that you can hear what they're saying to each other. And I just think that's such a cute little Addition. detail that they yeah. added to it. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also kind of think that since he does all these GCFs, that this is almost like a thank you in return. You know, like a we love you too. I like had not thought of that and that's so perfect because like he mm-hmm. does these GCFs like and he's never he's very rarely showing up in the GCF himself like the subject is mm-hmm. always somebody else and now they made a film for him that's Just all for about him, him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that sentiment I hope I mean now I really would like to see his reaction. Like, I wonder if he knew, I mean, obviously like they released the Festa schedule, like they knew what was going to be put like put out, but I wonder if he knew about the film or if he just knew about the song, you know, the song. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that they would have just kept the song and they wouldn't have told him. I, I hope it was a little surprise for I him. I hope like some, you know, like randomly we'll get like a bangtan bomb of like Jungkook reacting to this for the first time or something. <laughs> yeah, like a couple months from now. I yeah. can so see Big Hit doing that. <laughs> like we haven't released anything in a while, but we're too busy. Their schedules are so busy. So let's right, release so something let's... that happened months ago. Totally. That's what they would do. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about the mic drop remix dance practice. Uh, So they released like two different dance practice videos during Festa. And we're going to talk about both of them briefly, but we're going to do it a little differently than we've maybe talked about things in the past. Just uh, we're just going to talk about each of our top three favorite moments so we can just Mm -hmm. like ultra fangirl out over those three things (laughs) yes (laughs) because you guys know that we could go for a whole 60 minutes fangirling just about the mic drop just about one video if we wanted (laughs) if we really wanted to you guys we could do it member by member we could tell you seconds when things happen but that's not what this is today we're talking about all of festa in one day so 
Okay. Every hip thrust, every smirk, <laughs> every bead of sweat. Right. <laughs> Way too detailed. Too much. So for me, here's my here's my top three. I'm gonna start with number three. So number three is Taeyang with his fluffy fucking hair. Mm, like so fluffy. I couldn't keep my eyes off of him the whole time because his fluffy hair is it's very cute, but then like you see the facial expressions that he's like making behind it. And uh, anyways, he just, he looks so fucking good with this hair and I just couldn't get over mm-hmm. him. He is, he's something in this. <laughs> he's something. <laughs> he's, <laughs> I'm sure he's you're going to have a lot more to say. About. <laughs> <laughs> he's very present. <laughs> uh, so my number two favorite moment for this dance practice video is the second dance break Hosok controlling the choreography? You guys know. Oh. You guys fucking know. Okay, I love <laughs> when he controls the choreography. Like, I need you. Amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. But specifically in this video, like the camera angle or whatever, like we can just see that his body is so fluid, which we say all the time. It sounds stupid at this point to keep saying it, but like I just was again astonished by like how his body seems to wave back and forth as if he yeah. doesn't even have like bones it's so stupid like mm-hmm. i mean he the control that he has over his body is just so precise and mm-hmm. even though ne- like all of the dancers or all of bts are great dancers and like jimin is a great dancer and jungkook is a great dancer i'm like still like damn hosok is just above and beyond anybody ever because he, he can, is he can do yeah. it it's just crazy yeah. and i think all of the bts members would agree with you on that like he <laughs> I, is above yeah. and beyond he's just phenomenal uh and this is one of my moments too should i just share it now since we're talking about it or should yeah, i wait sure. yeah <laughs> this is also now. my second moment oh, no because <laughs> this yeah because you know how can we not talk about it? Like Hobie, Hobie, especially at the second dance break when he's controlling the choreography, kind of going off what you were saying, how his body just looks so fluid. uh, And like just the video really accentuates his movements. I think what's contributing to this is his pants compared to everyone else, except (laughs) for maybe Yungi. We got it. (laughs) (laughs) But hear me out. His pants are considerably tighter and more fitted than the other members Mm -hmm. and so you can really see just you know his his legs i don't know how to say it no yes because like you see like his knees moving back and forth like i mean and his hips aren't even moving and like his ankles aren't it's like yeah because of how tight yeah, yeah how tight the pants are you really get to see every little detail of his legs so that you can really see just how fine and fucking precise his movements are it's yeah. incredible and the detail that goes into it he's just it's mesmerizing and astonishing like he's just the best yeah he's just the best yeah. and seeing it in this fucking mic drop remix dance practice video i'm mad that they've kept this from us but i'm so grateful that this came <laughs> out um but yeah hobie yeah. in the second dance break wow amazing mm-hmm. so my uh my number one moment from this video 
is just Yoongi the entire fucking time. <laughs> like in those tight joggers that he's wearing. Mm-hmm. He's wearing like these tan joggers and bonus. He's also wearing a black hat. And like you fucking <sighs> know, I love Yoongi in like a black a baseball hat. Like God. Mm-hmm. So I, he just, these, these joggers again, always have to talk about the pants. They are so tight. They're so tight. And I don't uh-huh. feel like he normally wears clothing that's this super fitted. Like he wears jeans that mm-hmm. are like pretty tight. But like the way that these hug him during everything and like the power that he has during his verse, I just can't get over Ugh. it. So during his verse, oh. Yungi was really feeling feeling the song. Like there wasn't a moment where his body was still. Like he was no. kind of just bouncing from bouncing side to around. side anytime he could. And he had his head down and the cap over his eyes and way too fucking. And those cool. joggers, those tan joggers. Those I'm glad that you brought them up. Joggers. Really every BTS member in this video, all their pants distracting. <laughs> I'm distracted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stop making me look there. Okay. <laughs> so my third favorite moment of this dance practice video is not so much the video, but the actual like track that is played with them while they're dancing. So it's not like the actual track that we hear on like Love Yourself Her or Love Yourself Answer or whatever, whatever the remix is on. Yeah. But it's like more raw and like the editing is lighter. It's more pure, kind of like what they did with Euphoria. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the instrumental is like a little bit quieter. So I feel like I'm listening to the pure track that they recorded in the studio. And I was yeah. that was the first thing I noticed about it. I was like, wow, this sounds this sounds like they just were singing into the mic in the recording studio. And that's what they put together. Like it's not edited at all. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, that definitely uh, struck me too. It's probably, you know, they probably use that when they do perform because they're running and dancing all around the stage. Um, mm-hmm. Or, you know, in some cases, but definitely in a rehearsal like that, I think it's helpful probably mm-hmm. to them to hear like, this is what we're actually going to sound like and to you know hear their voices instead of hearing all the heavy instrumental yeah yeah Yeah. that's a good point so my second favorite moment i already shared was Mm -hmm. hobie and then my number one favorite thing about this (laughs) dance practice video with go figure (laughs) taeyang um but the second dance break taeyang coming to center mm-hmm. at the end. So like Hobie kind of starts the second dance break by controlling the choreography. And then Taeyang is like on the far right side of the stage, but then just like so smoothly and coolly slides over to center and like all the other members kind of spread out next to him. And he like wipes his forehead. He wipes like the sweat off. Like, oh, yeah. the choreo. And his yeah. movements are <laughs> harsh and aggressive and fucking on point and quick and powerful. And oh my gosh, Taeyang physically <laughs> hurts me in this dance practice video. And I went down to like look at the comments to see what people were saying. And everyone was like, fucking Taeyang. Like, what this dude? <laughs> what the fuck, dude? He brought it. He brought it. And like at the very end of the dance practice video, you can see him walk. They all like walk back to the wall. And Taeyang, I think he just put everything he had into it that he like gets to the wall and he just like puts his arms up and leans his head up against it. Like he's exhausted. 
the fluffy hair doesn't help either. Like he's doing all of that, all of that with fluffy hair and uh, those white cream colored sweatpants. They're <laughs> really bright, <laughs> really bright. <laughs> Taeyang's ass just screams for attention all the time. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's move on to the spring day dance practice video, the lovely version. Okay, so <laughs> um, I'll talk about my top three moments. My third moment is a super cute moment. Um, it is right at the beginning of the song, mm. Nam June walking across the room during his lines in his super cute outfit, like... I saw this all over social media before I ever even watched the video. I saw like fan art of people drawing him as like a little chick because oh. he is wearing in this video a like overalls that are very thinly striped, like vertical stripes with blue and white stripes, but so thin that it almost just looks blue. Um, but think like railroad man you know like <laughs> that style is yeah. that stupid but like no, I you get know what that. I'm talking about mm-hmm. okay so he's underneath these overalls he has this white hoodie and he has his hood up with like a yellow hat underneath and he's also wearing these chunky tennis shoes that are like multiple different pastel colors very cute and because this hood is up and the yellow cap is on, like it just looks like a little, like a duck bill, like little, you know, mm-hmm, and like a little chick, like a little chick. <laughs> and he's just super cute, like making these super cute, like little smile with these round cheeks that are pressing up against like the hoodie that's tied tight around his face. So like mm-hmm. his cheeks are and like dimples are out. It's just so cute. Like, and also Jimin is like giggling at him kind of when he comes up and they go back to back and just Minjoon lives forever. Yeah. They really do. So (laughs) my second favorite moment, or this is actually multiple moments. So in the song, Jin Cook together, like one of them will sing and the other one will echo it. will sing like, Bogo Shipta. So, which is like, I miss you. And they'll sing it back and forth. And the first time they do it, they make like various types of hearts at each other, finger hearts, like hand hearts. And it's super cute. And then the second time, they're like across the room, they're separated and they dramatically blow kisses at each other and like catch it like it like it gets them right in the heart like an arrow in their hearts and Mm -hmm. they and then they like stretch out their arms towards each other and walk longingly towards each other and (sighs) i just love their energy and Mm -hmm. i just love their relationship and just how goofy but also Mm -hmm. how like open they can be with each other and just kind of get over it yeah their humor how they really do have fun together they were like hamming it up together Mm -hmm. like you know it was (laughs) very cute um so anyways my number one for this video is during the last i miss you part jimin sings it with a response from jin and jungkook and they're singing together this time And, like, to me, during this video, Jimin is pretty elusive. Like, he doesn't make a lot of, like, eye contact or, like, he's not trying to be particularly 
cute. Like some of the other members, like Hobie is like over the top cute. And obviously I already talked about Namjoon. Mm -hmm. And that's surprising to me because this is the lovely version. And that's kind of like his thing. Yeah. Um, However, it's like newly his thing. And this was like, what, 2016? Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe 2017. But however, at the end of this video during this last part, he kind of like does this little side glance and then smirks up at the camera and throws up this one little finger heart. And he (laughs) kind of he winks at the same time. And he just looks so cute. Mm -hmm. And it's like that thing that every gym and stand was just waiting for. And he got us all right then. (laughs) His glasses. And his glasses. Oh, he looks so cute. Especially with his glasses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he had like these thick, round, black glasses, which were very cute. And they like, I don't know, they really made his like nose look very cute. And like his lips really pop. Plump. (laughs) yeah plump anyways those are my moments yeah all really great moments this one was hard because they're not being super serious about it (laughs) I mean obviously Mm -hmm. they're doing it but they're having fun so everything is just you just love it all yeah when they're being goofy and silly with each other um but my third favorite moment this is really unusual and strange for me I feel like is the part where Yoongi and Jimin are sitting across from each other. And it's during, like, Yoongi's verse, and Jimin is kind of, like, singing, like, echoing what he's rapping, only singing it. Um, Yeah. But for some reason, this part really hit me. Their interaction is, like, kind of sexy and just, I don't know, Mm -hmm. interesting. I really like it. So Jimin, he kind of desperately reaches out and, like, almost angrily grabs at Yoongi's shirt and he you can see him tugging on it like he's got a full grip of his shirt in his hand and Yoongi just looks so laid back and relaxed about it and he kind of shakes his head like he always does that little Yoongi head shake and he then looks over at the camera and damn Yoongi he's got this like smudgy eyeliner on and he looks way too fucking hot and because he's got the bad boy vibe going on, but I don't know if it's the the, sp- the smudginess of the eyeliner, but he looks soft at the same time. Yeah. And this whole interaction, I just, I really liked it. I'm so glad that you brought up this moment because <laughs> I really wanted to talk about it, but I only had three moments to talk about. And uh, mm. I just love the way that Jimin grabbed his shirt I feel like that was unexpected and Mm -hmm. they're just both very hot in different ways and Mm -hmm. it's a it's a great little Yoon Min interaction right there you're right very unlike you yeah to like be like wow that really grabs you yeah it's kind of hot but like special yeah Yoongi fuck okay (laughs) (laughs) my second favorite moment is just Hobie throughout. Can I say that? Because Yeah, you can oh, say that. <laughs> he's just being this cute little bean sprout, like dancing and wiggling around with like all the members circling around him. He just looks like a little, I don't know, jolly elf. Yes. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's the way that he's wearing his beanie, which I love how he wears his beanies where the tips of his ears fold over beneath like the band of the beanie. Mom. 
nose. So cute. <sighs> so cute. Our so hope. So cute. I'm like overwhelmed just with that (laughs) mental image in my mind because I had not thought about what beanies do to his ears in a while. And Mm -hmm. it's just so cute. Like, it's It's really cute. cute. God. Okay. All right. My last and favorite moment is the Tajin interaction, of course. Sucker for Tajin lately. But it's the part where Taeyang falls to the ground. And then Jin comes over to, like, help him get up. But Jin actually, when he comes over, he just falls on top of Young. Like, he puts his <laughs> hands on Young's chest and, like, forcefully, like, pushes Young further into the floor. And, like, even, you know, you can hear some things throughout the video that's not just the music. But this one, you can quite clearly hear Young like, grunt beneath the weight of of Jin, and it, mm-hmm. it's just cute because you you can see that it's super playful and just Taeyang I thought I think he felt really loved in that moment even though Jin was shoving him to the floor <laughs> yeah I'm I knew that you were gonna pick this part because I know. but I love it too like mm-hmm. it's just it's so them it's so Taejin like uh-huh. again being goofy and playful and it's just super mm-hmm. cute the other yeah. thing that's really cute about it is the way that the camera is angled. You can see Jimin and Jungkook purposefully like turn around because they want to see what's going to happen because they know <laughs> yeah. something's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> okay. Right, yeah. So. Let's move on to the last part of Festa that was released, at least that we know of, mm-hmm. was the Bantan Attic. Uh, it was kind of done and play of the usual dinner party that they do for Festa. But it was a little different than what they normally do. Yeah, I feel like they don't normally do, like, something with an attic title. It's normally, like, dinner party, and they sit around, and Mm -hmm. it's a little different. But it's still, like, the same kind of general format. Like, Mm -hmm. in this video, they sit around and they talk, but they pull questions out of a basket to kind of guide what they talk about mm-hmm. yeah yeah so in this kind of like scene that they were all in where where they were and what they were doing they were all sitting on the floor and they looked really cozy and they were sitting mm-hmm. around like kind of like a coffee table like thing and they had snacks and and drinks and everything but um they had a dress code which was they yes. had to wear purple and yellow uh, which is kind of how they started it off they went around talking about how their outfits and whatever but also they had soda that was I don't know if it was soda but it was a drink that was orange and then a drink that was purple yeah and what's so funny is that Jungkook right at the beginning like held it up like no booze (laughs) no booze this time (laughs) I know I thought that was so funny that that was coming from Jungkook Jungkook. yeah he was like no we don't have anything to drink Mm-hmm. We have juice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but just before we went in to record this, Kayla and I, we were talking about how there was this yellow and purple dress code. And the mm-hmm. purple is, to me, obvious. And I think to all of us, because, you know, purple, Borhe, you know, purple you. It's just kind mm-hmm. of an army BTS thing. But obviously, yeah. The yellow, I was like, I wonder why they chose yellow. And then I thought, well, purple and yellow are complementary colors. I have no idea if that's the reason why they chose yellow. <laughs> and then I just exploded with overwhelm, 
like I was overwhelmed with how cute that concept is and how (laughs) I just how could it be anything else and I just think that is just the fucking best thing ever and super Mm -hmm. cute and you know Mm -hmm. just something that the producers are like we're purple and yellow complementary colors and it's you know I just love the the idea that it's yellow is uh BTS and purple is army complementary God, yeah. emo. Okay. <laughs> well, anyways, we're going to go through some questions and responses from this Bantan addict that particularly spoke to us and then I think spoke to a lot of ARMY. That was just interesting to hear some of the members' thoughts. Yeah. So the first question that we're going to talk about is what emotion are you feeling these days and why? And Yungi kind of starts off by saying that he's trying to be less emotional so he doesn't feel as happy or as sad. So he's trying to just, like, keep his cool. Mm-hmm. Finding, like, a medium right? instead of being so extreme, which I totally relate with this because I feel like my emotions can be very extreme. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Taeyang says he's the exact opposite of Yungi. He says... And like, we just love the wording that he uses here, but he says, quote, I've been very open with my emotions as if there is an overload. I'm happy and sad in the utmost way. And after this, yeah. Love this. I, Mm -hmm. I, where you say that you can relate to like wanting to be how Yoongi is, I want to be how Young is feeling because like, I feel like I can be very, zen with my emotions or like you know nothing really affects me too much but I would love to feel an overload you know like as Mm -hmm. he's he's experiencing yeah yeah um but what's cute about this is he Taeyang then motions over towards Namjoon and says that he taught him how to be honest with his emotions which Mm -hmm. I feel is such a thing Namjoon would do like he like advised him to be like hey don't deny your emotions be true to them and and feel them and experience them uh and then Yoongi smiles and he's like sometimes like Taeyang is a bit too honest (laughs) he's maybe a little bit too truthful and Taeyang Uh agrees and he's like he just says, I'm happy. I'll tell you how much I love you. And then when I'm sad, I'll say how much I, I'm feeling blue. Mm-hmm. I just love that. It's honest. It's honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just feel like throughout this, like all of the conversation that we're going to be talking about through any of these questions, I think just shows like the honesty that they have between each other and also just how real they are with each other. And mm-hmm. I just, I'm super enjoy it um so after this little interaction hobie chimes in and he's just like this is how it is for me uh and he says he's been thinking a lot about the future and i just think it's so funny jungkook interrupts and he's like what about what to name your kids and (laughs) hobie's like he's not phased he's Mm -hmm. like he's serious in the moment he's like about to make a statement and he's like oh no i haven't gotten that far yet and he's kind of like wringing his hands and Namjoon is like kind of being a little shit. Like Namjoon is like comedic relief during this. And mm-hmm. he leans over to Jungkook and says that he's actually, oh, actually he's already picked them all out. What are they? And Hobie, uh-huh. like he's still, he's not like letting, he's like in the moment, he's like, no, really, I haven't gotten that far yet. He gets right back to his original point And he says, 
when he's thinking about the future, he doesn't get depressed, but, quote, I hope for things to work out well so we can do well at the end, presumably, like, at the end of Ben Tan. Yeah. Yeah. And he says he doesn't feel nervous or anxious, but those thoughts do cross his mind. So Mm -hmm. that's how he's feeling right now, just thinking about the future and thinking about, like, where they're going to go. And I just feel like a lot of us can feel that way. Like we're unsure they're going to, you know, like they're going to have to do their military service soon. And like, even though we know that they're under contract for like seven more years, like, you know, Mm -hmm. you just never know. So we're, you know, hearing that they almost ended, that they almost disbanded that really put into army's reality. Like, Hey, they aren't going to be together forever. Yeah. It's unrealistic. So I think, yeah, the fact that J-Hope brought this up, I think it was like really moving for all of us just hearing the the truth that he feels, you know, mm-hmm. you know, he thinks about the end or he's thought about it. And I think obviously they probably all have, but all this have. just kind of mm-hmm. gives us But for us him to outwardly insight. say it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I do think it's important to be like, you know, he doesn't get depressed about it. Like, I don't think that, obviously we're going to be sad when this all ends someday, but just like he said, like, I hope that it just ends in the best way. Like mm-hmm. when BTS goes out, they're going to go out on top and people are going to talk about them forever like that would be Mm -hmm. ideal Mm -hmm. you know yeah Namjoon he says that these days he's living presently and telling himself that he's happy in the moment he says once or twice a year when Hobie will compliment his moves while doing choreography he tells himself that he's happy despite the hard dance Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, quote, it used to feel like pretending to be happy at first, but now I feel comfortable. And Taeyong says, now you're truly happy. <laughs> and then Namjoon <laughs> responds to him. Yeah. Like how saying I love you became natural too. Yeah. Uh, I think this just really shows that, that there was a time and has been times where he felt the need to, to fake it or pretend to be happy and everything's okay but now he feels comfortable i love that he feels comfortable yeah this just made me think of mono when he said this because he said that that whole year when he was writing mono that's how he felt and like just like listening to mono is a catharsis like can act as catharsis for us as the audience i think that creating it was catharsis for him and Mm -hmm. you know putting that out and i feel like once he put it out he kind of let those things go and Mm -hmm. now i i I really can see him like feeling like he's found like things to make him truly happy Mm -hmm. yeah so after namjoon said that he he feels more natural saying i love you jimin off to the side says rm Summer, hey, like, I love you. And mm-hmm. he throws these, like, finger, Korean finger hearts, and RM throws finger hearts back. But, of course, Hobie has to point out that RM didn't say it out loud. So then RM vocalizes, I love you, like, back to Jimin. <laughs> and then Jimin, like, blushes. It's really, the interaction yeah. is cute. yeah. And just, like, coming off of that interaction before going into the next question... Hobie just kind of looks around the group and he says, 
when I hear you guys say that, all my worries disappear. And this really stuck out to me because like, I mean, as we'll talk about like the whole time during this video and by the end, like we just feel like Hobie has so many really special moments Mm -hmm. and like appreciate Hosok moments. But this is just like one of the first ones that we can just see how happy and like proud he is of them and, you know, how they are and where they are. And when he says this, he ends his gaze looking right at Namjoon. And Mm -hmm. so I just have to have a little side note. Like, I really need to point out this Namsok thing that's going on throughout the entire video. Like, Namjoon and Hosok are continually looking at the other person, like, in the direction of them when they're talking, even if they're speaking generally, like they'll always end up looking at them, which I think is like one of those kind of signs of being close to somebody. Mm-hmm. And they smile back and forth in each other throughout this whole long, like hour long video. And you can just really tell that they just feel so happy and so proud. And it just makes me think about their friendship that we talked about in the Namsok episode. Mm-hmm. And they just really truly like it's obvious that they're just these best friends like both of whom at this point we can both understand they become such a huge role in the advancement of the group yeah I think them looking at each other is like a knowing look too like whenever the members Mm -hmm. say something it's like they look at each other like they know what they're both thinking they're both you know, yep. probably having similar thoughts or at least have maybe talked about something that one of the members said prior to even this being, you know, brought up because they've probably talked about some of these things before this whole attic Bantan thing that they had put For sure. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So the next question that they had was, how are you different than BTS? So for example, like, Kim Namjoon versus RM, Taeyang versus mm-hmm. V, J-Hope versus, you know, Jung Ho Sok. Right. So right off the bat, Namjoon is like, okay, so this deals with our persona. And I have to add <laughs> that, like, you can see Yoongi over to the side, like, nodding, like, yep, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yoongi, just another side note, Yoongi this whole time, he's kind of, like, leaning back into the wall and he's tipping his head back just a little bit so it can rest against the wall. And it just makes him look so fucking, like, cool and yeah. chill. And He's into we'll it. In, he's into it, though. He's, he's so like, totally into, this. into the conversation. Mm-hmm. Super talkative. We're about to talk about yeah. things that he's going to say. Yeah. yeah. But with yeah. this question, Jungkook goes first. So Jungkook versus Jian Jungkook. So mm-hmm. he goes first. And Jungkook, he says... Jungkook of BTS shines bright, but Jian Jungkook is insignificant. Uh, and like all the other members like instantly chime in like, what, why, like, why are you insignificant? Like, what are you talking about? And he explains that he wasn't a good student and that he thinks he's slower than others. So like at this point, Dad Yoongi immediately says, yeah, but the concept of studying has changed now. Watching and making videos is also considered studying. And then Dad Namjoon adds on, not just studying with books in school, and Yoongi continues, studying with only books is in the past. Mm -hmm. And Jimin adds on, Jungkook, 
we're learning about life. And then all the other members like chime in and they're like, ah, yes, that's right. And then he says it again. And he says, that's what they're doing as BTS is learning about life. And I just love this little moment of looking at different ways that we can study and become educated about a topic and Mm -hmm. become knowledgeable because yeah, it's not just reading books. Like reading is very, very important. Literacy is incredibly important, but like Mm -hmm. you can also learn how to do something by watching a video and then by actually doing it. Like a lot of what education is going towards right now is how we can do applicable real things in the classroom where you are actually doing what you would be asked to do with this content mm-hmm. anyways like mm-hmm. making applying it real it. world applying it yeah. yeah I mean and it sounds so simple but that's not how it used to be in a middle school or a high school mm-hmm. environment it would be just rote memorization and so I just think I just love that they immediately they know that this is true and they immediately come to Jungkook to like comfort Mm -hmm. him about this and be like Mm -hmm. no like you know it wasn't like they were just talking to him too it was like they were speaking for for everyone for people who feel similar to Jungkook because there are people who feel this way you know just not feeling uh very driven to read books or to study or whatever they are just having a different way of I don't know absorbing information Yeah. Yeah. yeah Totally. So um, I just love that moment. And then Namjoon actually skips talking about himself. They're kind of done talking about Jungkook at that time. But he's like, I already talked about who I think I am in persona in my lyrics. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) anyways, he's like, I just want to hear about the other members. Go listen to persona. (laughs) Right. Go listen to persona. Um, So they went on to Kim Seokjin versus Jin And he says, Jin always tries to be cheerful on camera, like making jokes they gave as as an example. And he said, I don't want to show my dark side. And many people in like life who meet him tell him that he's he's different than what he appears to be as Jin. Um, But like, I don't think that he like dislikes I, I mean obviously I just think he's talking about like these different personas but I don't necessarily think he's hitting on which persona he feels like is more him or more natural at this point he's because he says Kim Seok Jin should evolve and then him Yoongi and Jimin all yell Kim Seok Jin evolve and then Jin he's so cute he just I feel like he seems shy in this moment for some reason but he just says evolve to the ultra level but he's kind of doing it as he's like his his hands are kind of wrapped around his knees and he's kind of like rocking back and like you know that this is the end of his speaking kind of Mm -hmm. and it's very cute and I just feel like bashful I, th- I think he just gets a lot of confidence from Jin, you know? Yeah. And that's maybe not something that he maybe has, like, this, ex- you know, extroverted, like, super hype confidence that we kind of talk about that he has a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we'll get more to- into it, like, as they get to another question. Because this kind of goes on to this kind of becomes to, a thing, this like confidence mm-hmm. that Jen has developed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So when it gets to Young, he says that 
he doesn't think he's really any different. Kim Taeyang versus V, that mm-hmm. they're both the same. And Hobie says, mm-hmm. you're the same. And then they move on to Jimin. <laughs> uh, which is kind of comforting to know that, that, that Taeyang presents himself as he is and doesn't really... I was going to say, yeah. as a... Taeyang stan or even just as a fan of bts it's nice that you know the things that we kind of see about him we can be like that's real that's 100 that's just Taeyang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah i think Taeyang has this natural honest personality and yeah. that he's been raised that way since he was young and i think that when he comes to be v versus kim Taeyang, i think it's just himself he just yeah. can't act a, a different you know which is strange because he's like really also, good at acting and stuff but yeah like you i know. think he just his personality is already so so large and booming and charming that you know he wouldn't need to be any different or feel the need to be any different which mm-hmm. i also think that we'll expand on in the next question mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so when it gets to jimin park jimin versus jimin he thinks that he's very different that Jimin of BTS tends to be assertive and very confident what always troubles him is whether Park Jimin and Jimin of BTS should be more alike or different and that it's always on his mind he doesn't know whether to separate it or whether them to be the to be more the same and Namjoon, yeah. I love that Namjoon adds on here because I think Namjoon totally gets what he means when he says this. Mm-hmm. And Namjoon says he doesn't think that there is an answer to that question, which I think the whole who the hell am I, there's not an answer to that question. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just too many things that go into it. You're all of it, a combination yeah. of it. And yeah. so he he does add that given the nature of BTS, it's become harder to differentiate because they pour themselves into their work, into BTS. And Jimin agrees with that. And then at this time, Jungkook adds that he thinks that he's living as Jungkook of BTS and not as Jeon Jungkook. Which I think is interesting. I mean, because he was so, Jungkook was so young, you know, 15. And that's you know you barely I mean you don't know who you are at 15 you're barely you know you're still you're barely a teenager you still have a lot of child like tendencies and definitely like not full brain development or even close to that like you still have a lot of mm-hmm. adolescence to go through and uh so I think that it would be natural for him to feel like this is just me like I'm just Jungkook of BTS like he doesn't feel like Mm -hmm. he has another persona because he didn't have that like a teenaged kind of persona developed before he joined Mm -hmm. BTS you know yeah I always go to like psychology and all and all these different like stages I've heard about but like it's really the stage of like identity crisis Mm -hmm. and in that stage he was given this identity he was given this you know maknae of BTS like he's their their little gem and yeah and so he's become this like really hard working talented young man and this is like he has become Jungkook of BTS and that is a, a diamond <laughs> we, 
but you get what I'm saying. Like this is, you know, this is how he identifies himself and that he had never really identified himself or thought about identifying himself prior to BTS. Right. Because he was so young. Mm hmm. So then they move on to Jung Ho Sok versus J-Hope. And he kind of gets a little bit more like philosophical with this. He says that he thinks, you know, we can't always be the same. Like, obviously, over time, you're going to change, like, whatever different personas you have in different situations, those are going to evolve over time regardless. It's just growth. Um, but he thinks that his stage name has made him who he is. And Yoongi kind of adds, yeah, like, talking about hope makes you hopeful. Mm-hmm. And he goes on to talk about that this, like, hope name has also made him feel pressure to always feel hopeful and people like other members or like the staff are always really concerned if he kind of tires and if he loses his energy and you know so this makes it hard for him to feel like you know he always feels like he has to be on all the time because he doesn't want to concern anybody else or he feels like he's taken on this role to be hopeful. So he that that's what he feels like he always has to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but Namjoon says that they'll like work harder for him to cover for him to bring up the excitement when he's down. And um, at this time, Yoongi comes back in with some more wisdom and he says, you know, he doesn't remember Hobie being such a hopeful guy. And right now I'm kind of thinking about like pre-debut, you know, the underground rap scene that they were all hanging out in and, you know, just like that style that they all had. And he says that he used to worry about himself all the time. And I kind of took that as being like self-conscious or maybe worried about what others were going to think. Um, mm, yeah. But he said that he agrees that, you know, we can't always be the same. And he says fake love was about that. It was about hiding behind these masks. And I just love, like, this is now, like, the second time that they've, and only the second time that we've mentioned that they've talked about, like, their music and how Mm -hmm. what they're going through is affecting their music. Like, Namjoon says they pour everything into it. And, like, then Yoongi is like, what you're, you know, what the changes that we go through is what fake love is about. Like, people might say that it's two-faced of them to have like a different persona on stage and off stage, but it's just like normal people. And he's like, we don't have to worry about if we behave one way to someone and then a different way to someone else. Like all we have to say is we can be the same and then we can be different. And like, that's the same with growth. Like you can Mm -hmm. be one way and then you can grow and change and you can be different. And I think we should be allowed to do that. We don't have to be, you know, trapped in this box of one thing forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's really the point that they're making. Yeah. It would be unrealistic. And I think you would be unhappy if you mm-hmm. felt that you had to be this one thing or that you couldn't change or, you know, express sure. yourself in different ways. Yeah. All right. So. The next question was, how have you changed since debut? This one is so interesting to me, and I loved this question. Uh, so many members, they claim that they become more normal, caring, mm-hmm. or more themselves. Yoongi said that he used to be very energetic on camera and then very quiet off camera, and now he's found just this middle ground. 
uh, this mm-hmm. that he can be both in front of the camera and off camera, energetic or just quiet. And then Jungkook, he has grown into an Adele, and the members mm-hmm. reflect on like how cool it has been to be able to see who he has become. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was hard for Jungkook at times. And they emphasize with that because he was just so young. Like Hobie says, mm-hmm. Jungkook was the youngest and we were all young. Uh, so yeah. they, you know, they just kind of talked about how he has a bigger heart now that he just, you know, he loves all of the members so much and that he's grown to be, I think maybe this more accepting, loving person. Yeah. I think that like, this is one of those little comments, like Jungkook was the youngest and we were all young that I think probably now that they're older and they're all in their 20s they have traveled the world together I think they can retrospectively look back and be like wow we were all so young we had Mm -hmm. no idea what we were really getting into or what we were preparing for and getting ready for Mm -hmm. and I just think that's kind of it's kind of interesting yeah so Namjoon, uh, they say that he used to stress and carry the weight of the group solely on his shoulders. And this is Jungkook talking about him. And Jungkook is like, I can tell how hard it was for him. Um, but they all kind of talk about that through traveling and collecting and finding things that make him happy. He's been able to let go of some of that and be more relaxed. And honestly, I also just feel like it's the rest of the members that help him feel like they can fill in too and that it doesn't just have to be all on him. And like, I feel like Hosok is a big role in that and just like kind of alleviating some of that. Um, I think also just with growth and development and being the leader, Namjoon has grown to find that him stressing or being anxious about all this other stuff or feeling the stress of being the leader that, you know, it's he doesn't have to feel that's that much stress like he doesn't have to feel like he's taking on this on his own he has his members uh, and that he doesn't have to constantly be you know managing and thinking about everyone else and and all this so I think he's just grown to to mature and the role of being the leader he's become more comfortable with Well, also, like, they've been doing this for six years now, so they're professionals. They, I think, Mm -hmm. like, they need less managing, and they just need, you know, like, to maintain. And so they they don't need a ton of direction like they maybe used to before they had as much experience as they do now. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about Jin's part, because his part was very interesting to me um just I think he talked they ended up talking about a lot of things that you and I have kind of like speculated about but Mm -hmm. haven't I don't feel like we've actually ever had like a primary source that said anything like this Mm -hmm. um but they end up saying that Jen was given this quiet type persona uh at like the beginning of BTS And it wasn't until the fire era that he was able to kind of like show more of himself. Uh, And they say that he had to kind of lock away who he was at the beginning. But since like since having more freedom over it, he's become more natural. And that just makes me think about like any time that Jin is like defiant towards Big Hit. 
I feel like, you know, like that was a big deal for him trying to be somebody that he's just not. And like when we talked about in his episode, like the gin episode, and we were just blown away by how far he's come. And we just fell in love with how much he's been able to show his true self, like in his fashion Mm -hmm. or in like his behavior or whatever. Um, And that's something that like we really fell in love with him for yeah and to think that that had to be hidden away at the beginning i feel terrible i feel so like that just is so crappy that he had to do that at the beginning and just having he had to hide himself he had to hide Mm -hmm. his true self and be someone he he wasn't because of what the company wanted to depict him as so yeah thank god for fire (laughs) (laughs) So according to Jin, Young used to be very difficult to live with because he would only think about himself and doing what makes himself happy, which when Jin said that Young was difficult to live with, I was not shocked by this statement at all <laughs> because I feel that Young does have such a big, bold personality and there's nothing you can really do to change it. Like he mm-hmm. is just the way he is. And nothing you say will, like, make him be different. You know, he just kind of is who he is. He's so true and pure. And I just don't think he knows any other way to be, yeah. you know, so. They I say in the in this video that he's, uh, somebody says, I think Namjoon, says that he's free-spirited. Free-spirited. Yeah. Just totally Taehyung. He just is the way he is, you know, and yeah. you just can't change it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I can see that it would be frustrating. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, they say that he was very unique in that way and that through talking with him, he changed kind of that aspect of himself. You know, maybe that that part of him where he was maybe being selfish, only wanting to do what makes him happy or only thinking about himself. Right. And Jen thinks that Taeyong has had the most positive changes. Not that he was bad before, that he was just free-spirited. And Namjoon, I believe, is the one who yeah. said that. And that it was just difficult at times in a group setting. And Namjoon, of course, does point out, which he's brought out, he's brought this up before, is that Taeyang's unique personality and his charm is what drew people into BTS. And that it made for really great shows. And then Taeyang. so true. Yeah, it is true. I, I, he has in, a charm to dope, him. Mm-hmm. The first time you showed me dope, I thought Taeyang was my bias because he's the one who like drew me in. He's the one who I was like, okay, let's watch mm-hmm. another video. Yeah. yeah, very charismatic in a very different, unique way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's enticing. <laughs> but he <laughs> he adds that what has made him happy has changed. He used to be happy if things were great for him. Now he's happy if all seven members of BTS are happy together. That's what makes him truly happy. <laughs> oh, mm. He's so cute. Uh, so <laughs> he says that making that change made him who he is today. And he adds that seeing the good in things can also make you happier. Mm-hmm. Which is true. Mm-hmm. I love that he said seeing the seven members of BTS that they are happy together and not just seeing that they're all happy. I just love that he said it in that way. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. he wants everybody to be together and also be happy together. So 
this is Taeyong talking about Jimin and he says that Jimin used to be very sensitive and this sensitivity was kind of like rooted in anxiety and a lack of self-expression. Um, he would have a short temper and actually before debut, Taeyong and Jungkook like came and had a talk with Jimin about like his temper, his short fuse. And, um, they just talked about that at this time, I mean, even up through like the war of hormone and danger era that he just didn't have any songs to express himself. And Taeyong, I mean, which makes me feel terrible because how many times have like, I just praised like danger era Jimin and that bad Mm -hmm. boy Jimin, but like that is so not him at all. And like, yeah, but you've said that you think that he feels so much more comfortable that this Jimin that we see now Mm -hmm. is the Jimin that he is most comfortable with. Whereas back with that bad boy, even though I, I love that bad boy Jimin, that youthful Mm -hmm. bad boy Jimin, but yeah, it just, it didn't, it wasn't him. It wasn't him. And I love, I mean, you know, when I fell in love with Jim and was like when I saw him in Blood, Sweat and Tears. And I feel like even that is more close to what he's like today and like mm-hmm. how he wants to express himself. And so, but I just, I love that he, and what you just said, like Young did say that he feels you know, that he has a lot of music to express himself now. He feels a lot more comfortable. And the the Jimin that is today is like the one that he wants to be. Um, and, but they just, they kind of talked about that he used to have this short temper and he used to be very sensitive. And Yoongi actually says that he thinks Jimin is the one who has softened up the most about all of them, which was really surprising to me because I just really didn't see Jimin as this like hardcore on the outs, you know, like on the outside, like this rough exterior. And I, I mean, another thing that I just feel relatable to him. God, I just, Mm -hmm. anyways, um, But Yungi says, we used to be sharp like swords, but we have now become blunt. And I just, and he also during this conversation, which we didn't talk about it, but he also, they have like this big long thing. And he says that a counselor, you know, once told them in a situation, the way you can react is just like, well, it happens. And you, Mm -hmm. you just have to take it. And that bit of it happens wisdom is great. Mm-hmm. I also love a quote that he said during this time. He said, I used to think people are very similar, but I was terribly mistaken. And I don't know why this struck me so much, but I just think it's kind of beautiful. Like we're not similar. I mean, as much as people want to say, like, look at all that we have in common. And it's true. Like we mm-hmm. all want to find connection, but like, it's okay to be like, we're all very different at the same time and to celebrate all of the differences and uniqueness that we have as an individual. And to me, that's kind of what he's saying because he's sitting, he's probably sitting looking around at all of them and being like, we're all so fucking different. Like yeah. in yeah. every way. Very, yeah. very different. But that's what makes them so great. And, yeah. and yeah, I, I was surprised that he had said that, that he used to think that we're all the same. Yeah, but yeah, because to me, I've I've never really 
when I think of like me with other people and I look at other people, I really see the differences more than I mm-hmm. see similarities, which maybe is a bad thing. I don't know. But, you know, I just, I find other different people, worldviews. yeah, I find mm-hmm. other people interesting because of their differences. And I, I'm mm-hmm. more, I admire it more when I look at it I and that. I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So lastly, J-Hope, Jung Ho-Sak, Hobie. Uh, Jimin says that Hobie has become much more awesome, like a bigger mountain, but he's actually mm-hmm. the same and that he's the same nice and awesome guy and good as he always has been. And Namjoon says he's always kept the group steady. And Jungkook adds that he's kept them stable, which I agree with all of this because when I look at, at Hobie, I think his personality, he's able to just, I think, find common ground with almost everyone in the group. You mm-hmm. know, he's able to relate to them in one way or another or has this very understanding personality, which I think is what keeps the group stable and steady Yeah, because he's someone that everyone feels they could go to and talk to. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't, he doesn't. And everybody, I mean, mm-hmm. Everybody feels like they're being listened to and, you know, mm-hmm. that he he cares about them. Yeah. And I think it's it's true. Yeah. I just can't see him. He just seems so free and laid back and I don't think he would cause much turbulence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, June continues. He says that Yoongi and I are always talking, but J-Hope listens and shares his thoughts at the end. Mm-hmm. And I, I do. I love that because even during this, this attic bonton, we see him sitting back and he's just kind of taking it all in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They also point out that he's not judgmental in his facial expressions while listening. They say he's the strongest guy. Mm. I just, I just yeah. such high words of praise for him, mm-hmm. and I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Overall, they take things easier and they all have, have softened up. Yoongi's words. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so the last one that we're going to talk about is what does BTS mean to me? And so I'm just going to give you guys like a summation of what they all collectively said. BTS is where they can feel vulnerable and supported. BTS is strength and motivation to keep trying BTS is personal growth. BTS is my 20s, the brightest time of my life. Um, Also wondering if there will ever be a time as good as this. BTS is who I am inside. And BTS is an education in and of itself. And they, they feel like they have their own small society that they'll have for the rest of their lives. And I feel like we as ARMY can personally relate to a lot of those things for what BTS also kind of means to, to us. us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that BTS is, is an education was very different and an unexpected answer, but that, that it was kind of like a, that this has been more schooling for them. Yeah. This is like beyond high school, beyond yeah. university. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Taeyang, he ends up saying, I personally, believe that BTS, not individual member, members, but the team as a whole, is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity from God. And the members, when he says this, they kind of tease him, saying that he doesn't have a religion, and here he is bringing up God. 
they ask that if he's been watching too much anime, which probably yes. But <laughs> he he persists. He continues to explain himself. He says if he wouldn't have taken this opportunity with BTS, he would not be as happy as he is now. And through all of the joking around about this statement, in the end, they all kind of mumble in agreement in their humble BTS way. They're able to accept that this statement that like this opportunity is mm-hmm. really once in a lifetime and seems, you know, that it's been given. It's so unreal and that it's mm-hmm. so rare and doesn't happen and that it really is a special, special thing that it's an opportunity from God. Which I just love that Taeyong said this because I feel like this is something that you and I have said and talked about, not necessarily in the same words or like in the same way, but like we've definitely talked about that BTS is like once in a lifetime, like a group like this and music that they make and what they do is a once in a lifetime experience to be a fan of something like this and to be part of something like this is once in a lifetime and it's rare very rare super rare and we talk about oh we feel so blessed to like know bts and to love Mm -hmm. bts and we talk about them in that way and so i just love that this is how taehyung is relating it and Mm -hmm. kind of thinking about it like some power you know powers that be had to have given them this opportunity because it just still probably seems so surreal to them yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I always think how did I mean how did seven of these most wonderful amazing men end up being like in the same country and brought together Mm -hmm. and all be so you know talented and such great performers and such great personalities and it just it's beetle shit you know it's like that like I just I can't explain it any other way you know it is like how did this come to be it has to be some sort of greater power you know that you know that it just seems that there's no other way to explain it (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah but I think no yeah they all understand that that's the that's what Taeyong's trying to get across yeah and uh this is how I was feeling at the end of watching this Bangtan attic video like wow I'm so mm-hmm. glad that they're all together and like I just can't believe over you know since 2013 since b- debut like the people the men that they've become and grown into and just how we'll get to see them grow and change and succeed in the future I'm so mm-hmm. excited yeah 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 all right. That was great. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so if you enjoyed this episode or if you've enjoyed any of our previous episodes, there's a few things you can do to let us know. Again, you can write a review uh, and you can also let people know about us. And we just want to thank you guys so much for all of the kind of reviews that we've gotten so far. When we get to 300, we'll do a bonus episode. You guys will get to pick the topic. Um let us know what you thought about all of the Festa stuff. Let us know if we missed any parts in the videos that you loved. We'd love to hear what you fangirled over. Uh, you can reach out to us via email or social media, and you can find links for all of those things in the description. In the description. Thanks for listening, and thanks for standing BTS.